everyone. This is Mike Fiorito. Welcome to the Avunque Siamo Meatball and Spaghetti Podcast. Today we're going to talk to Joey Nicoletti, who I met a few years ago at the Sidewalk Cafe in the East Village, uh, where Joey was a featured reader. I loved his reading. The poems were perfect gems, and the way Joey reads them so well with heart and honesty and intelligence and soul uh, really brought them across. Joey's authored a, f- a number of poetry books, Cannoli Gangster, Reverse Graffiti, and just recently in 2019 released a poetry collection called Boombox Serenade. He'll read from that today. He's a regular contributor to Avunque Siamo. Please welcome Joey Nicoletti. Hey, Joey. Joey Nicoletti, welcome to the uh, Bunkway Siamo Meatball and Spaghetti Podcast. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you today? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Uh, you know, just uh, dealing uh, with all of this insanity that's going on, uh, mm. as I'm sure you are. I mean, there's no way to have this conversation without having that conversation. Uh, we do. I, I host an open mic uh uh, and it's mostly musicians and poets and stuff. And we'd been doing it via Zoom the last few months. And really, mm-hmm. everyone just came to it with, uh, you know, there was crying, you know, there were there were poems, uh, uh, there was music and all in dedication of the, the horrible shit that's going on. So uh, how are you? Are you writing anything in response to, to this? And I can't imagine you're not. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Um, yeah, the real, the, of all that's happening, of all that's happening, I mean, as if having a pandemic wasn't enough of a crisis Yeah. and, and teaching, I think, I I mean, this is, this is especially been, well, unique. I hate to use the word unprecedented because it's been used so many times, but but it, but it is, but but it is that, and a lot of the students that I work with are from some of the toughest neighborhoods in New York City, and so hearing their stories, hearing hearing about how they've lost people, they've lost people, parents, they've lost uncles, people they live with, mm-hmm. they had to go from being full time students to working full time in many cases, and they have become the primary breadwinner in their family, and they had to do that within a within uh, two three days in some cases mm-hmm. so so you have the, so you have the rona covid19 then as if that's not enough then you have then you have george floyd being murdered and it's just it's just another layer of just worry and concern and how could you not be so so for me from my perspective Dealing with uh, dealing with people, working with people, which I love to do, has become just so much of support. I mean, the time I, the time for the truth, the time for unity mm-hmm. and justice is always now. But so is support, and mm-hmm. so to work with people as I do, it's wow. What can you say that hasn't been said? I don't know. Yeah, and you're 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 teaching. You teach at uh, Buffalo State, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw that image of the the uh, the man walking. I guess this was in Buffalo, and he was a uh, uh, an older guy 
and the police were, you know, they're marching toward him and they gave him a shove they, and he fell on the floor, his head busted open and you saw a trail of blood uh, coming yeah. from that. And, uh, you know, um, it's the thing is, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I've, there's a lot of people I grew up with. Um, you know, I, I come from a, a you know, a blue collar uh, neighborhood and people I grew up with uh, who I just can't believe the stuff that comes out of their mouth and uh, who otherwise would, you know, were decent, nice people. I, I just cannot believe the lack of sympathy, the lack of, uh, you know, humanity and uh, uh, concern for life. I, it just blows me away. Um, so when I saw that image, you know, I thought that was, you know, that that's interesting because it's it's when people see that kind of stuff happening to their kind of looking people that people is that the only way you get people's attention? I just right. you know I, I just don't know. Um, but I, I did write a poem. I, I won't read it here, um, but I read it last night. It had a lot of expletives. Uh, apparently, my son was in the other room and overheard me uh, reading it, <laughs> and so did my wife. Um, and uh, uh, I don't know. It's just a cry, a cry of anger and uh, a cry for action. I don't know how else to put it. Um, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and did did you grow up in in, uh, in Buffalo or because I, I couldn't capture the thread of of where you know it seems like you have some New York City roots too, and you you also have I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I am a. I am. A, <laughs> I've. Uh, <laughs> I'm a New York guy yeah. <laughs> in every way. Yeah. I was born, I was born in Astoria, Queens. Ah, so, and I, so I'm, I'm from Long Island City. So it's very, you know, I'm, I was born on 34th Avenue and that's the demarcation okay. from Astoria to Long Island City. I was born in the Ravenswood Projects. Oh, right on. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Cool. I was born, I was born at the former, at, at the former Astoria General Hospital. Oh yeah, no sure. More. And, yep. um, my family moved us out to to Long Island, even though technically Queens is geographically part of Long Island. But I, but I, uh, I, I went to high school. I went to high school there, and now I live, I live in Western New York, where I teach at, as we said before, SUNY Buffalo right. State. And having right. gotten to know the community, yeah, um, what you described about about the man, yeah, is it's it's not just shocking. It's it's just uh, inhumane the, mm -hmm. in, the the lack of humanity that is go that is happening right now when we need it more than ever is just staggering and it's yeah. hard i don't well no it's not hard i'd say it's impossible to not be affected by it if you're not paying attention but what yep. you were saying before about coming from a blue collar family oh boy yeah <laughs> it's a good thing it's a good thing we're talking we could definitely fill more than a half hours worth of time to talk yeah My father my father drove a bus uh, for, um, for for the transit authority for for, for over thirty years. He mm -hmm. worked in the Casey Stengel Depot, next to the former Shea Stadium. So yeah, I've got I've got a lot of New York um, in me wherever I go, and I'm proud of it. Even 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 with the problems that happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I you know to that point, uh, you know I I have a, a series of things. A series of of uh, pieces, a collection that's actually now in it's it's in the works for publication, but you know it it deals with the ugliness of uh, 
Ravenswood itself was largely uh, black and Hispanic. Astoria was not. So like you had a kind of, uh, there was hybrid neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, the stuff that I write about is, you know, is directly dealing. Some of the language is pretty ugly. Um, it, it doesn't let anyone off the hook, but I think it's that kind of thing that we need to be direct and honest and, and you know, put it out there. Um, so, and I'm sure, you know, we're, I know we, we only just, we met probably about, say like five years ago, something at the Iowa reading. I can't remember the name That's of right. that. That's right. Well, what was the name of the, do you remember the name of the place? Because uh, it, it wasn't uh, Cornelia. It was the. No, it was the, the East, Sidewalk Cafe. Right, right. Which was a great, great venue. And it was, uh, uh, it was great to see you read there. I, one thing I really loved is uh, not only are the poems very strong, um, I just, I love the way you presented them and uh, it, it just with a kind of a joy and um, a lot of uh, uh, character, really lifting the words off the pages. And uh, it was, it was fun for me to see, uh, to, to see you read. Um, and I, you know, I, I think uh, is I still remember it. I still remember the red lights, the neon. I've, I've only been there a few times. Um, is it still open even? No, to my, to my knowledge, it's closed down. I believe it's closed. Uh, and yeah, I remember that night too. Thank you for your kind words. It was, it's always fun to, as you know, it's always, it's always a bang to read to, and to be around and, and, and to be around a receptive audience. It's always great. But that was, yeah, that venue. So like so many in the city. Yeah. Like Cornelia, Cornelia. Cafe, yeah. Which is, which was also, my God, talking about a landmark. Yeah, that was a fantastic place. So I feel fortunate to have had that opportunity times a hundred, right? To have had that chance. I I remember, you know, the the first times I moved, I I left New York, graduated college, worked in the city for a bit, and then went to California. Moved back to New York, as if I'm discovering it for the first time. I went to the Cornelia Street Cafe, probably when the Iowa readings were first starting. And I remember being just absolutely petrified to get up to the microphone and that beautiful plush red velvet curtain behind and the way they, sh- they the, you know, the light was right on you. And because it, it really had a feeling of a stage. And uh, my goal was just to get comfortable at the mic first. And I, I have to say, it took a while. <laughs> it really did. I was just, you know, <laughs> you'd freeze up and the lights hit your eyes. You're like, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I really feel indebted to that place because I feel like it learned me. You know, that's where I learned stuff. And ironically, from that those Iowa readings, and that's where I met Bob Viscusi. And I was like, why are these people, where do they, these Italians are gathering, talking about Italian-American writing? Hmm, interesting. What's this about? You know, <laughs> uh, and here, here we are. But you've done a ton of, uh, you know, I... I I love that, you know, you are, you, there's a lot of Italian themes, Italian American themes in your writing. Um, but there's also a lot of universal themes. Uh, I, I love the title cannoli gangster. It's a hysterical, <laughs> uh, a reverse Thank graffiti. You. Some of those, the early works that you, uh, earlier works, I should say. Um, where, where did you get the title boombox serenade? Oh, well, the, you know the thing about that book about this book the way it's the way it came about i just 
the last well, well, we'll talk about it in terms of now as well, even though even though the book is out. But I've lost a lot of people near and dear to me over the last four years. I don't know what it was. I I I got to the point where it seemed every other day I was losing a friend, I was losing a family member, I was losing you know, you speak of teachers, mentors. I lost a lot of people. It got to the point where I was joking, hey, don't we can't be friends anymore. You're you're going to die. It was terrible. And so and because they were happening so quickly, what I did now usually when I write, I usually I'm I'm usually not the kind of person where I get an idea, I write it down, poof, it's done. For me it's a very typically it's a it's a excruciatingly slow process. Mm. But but because people were but because people I was losing people or people were really sick was the other part of it. I just it, it, and, and it was happening on a daily basis. What I did was I just I I, I would hear about it. I, I would be on Facebook. I would I would be on Twitter. I'd be I'd be on the gram, some kind of social media, or, or, or I'd get a text or something. And it was just happening so quick that I wanted to that if I needed a way to deal with it. So what I did was. I started writing down a bunch of notes in my phone mm. and, and for about, I did that for, I, I did one or two a day for about two months before I knew it. I had 60 notes and I was just going over them. And I noticed that a lot of them had the same theme in common. They had, they had death or were same themes. I should say death, gratitude, and sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes all three. And yep. so from there, what I did was I just, now, as I say, I, I normally don't do this. I normally don't write on my phone, but what I did was I took some of those and I, and I, and, and I wrote them down longhand, which I usually do. I'm, I'm, I'm not the kind of person who just types on the phone typically or types or, or, or just sits down at the laptop and just types away. And before mm. I, you know, before I knew it, I had about 30 poems. Mm. At about thirty poems, and 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 that happened over over another month or so. So, so mm. then, so then I was looking at all of them, and I said, "All right, okay, so so they have common themes. I don't know, okay, but but what about it? You know, what about being sad? Is I mean, lots of people are sad. Lots of people get happy about things. What, you know, I was asking myself, so what? What is the bigger deal about all this? And what I realized was. It was it was a way all these poems were saying, you know, I, you know, there was some regret, which mm-hmm. I, which I, which I normally had not been, I don't know, willing to admit to myself. There was regret because some of these people who died were people that I didn't get the chance to say how I really felt about them to them while they were still here. Mm-hmm. And I started to think and I said, I mean, one of my friends, one of the people who I write about in boombox is my friend Bobby who died at the age of 44 because of lung cancer, 44. And it was just, my God. So, Mm -hmm. so what happened was, so it just came to be that I wanted to, I I wanted to make sure that if something happened to me, something could happen to my friend Bobby at age 44, what could happen to me? And I just started to think, you know, if, if I'm going to go, I could, we all could, right? Especially, mm-hmm. which is something that we've seen, which right is something now. that we're seeing right now, yeah. right? And it was just, it, it said, all right, I want, I want this to be, if I, if, if, if I never, if I never have the chance to say or write or do anything again, this is it. 
if I do, if I do have the good fortune to say something, write something again, I want this, I, I want this to be my guidepost to, to, to let people know that you are loved, you are missed, you are appreciated, and I am with you. And if I, and if I can't be with you physically, just know that doesn't mean that, that, that doesn't mean that I can't be with you. So, so that's kind of how this book came to be. And I'm just mm. so thankful it's in the world because, uh, because I, I never ever want to have that feeling of not having tried to say, thank you. I love you. I'm, yeah. I'm grateful for you. And I miss you. Mm. I did notice, you know, in, in a, a pie auditions, you know, uh, the, the passing of people and the kind of the, the capturing of the moment um, that, you know, you're, you're with. I, I like how you use my spouse. <laughs> Are you, you're not allowed, you're not allowed to use names, I guess, right? Oh, <laughs> but, oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just the choice of it because you, you use that word. Uh, you know, my wife will hit me over the head if I, you know, if I get in line with uh, too much attribution. <laughs> But and and uh, recovery, you know the the sadness, and of mm. course, and I really related to Spanish Harlem, and uh, you know your your uncle, and uh, it yeah. it you know it reminded me. I mean, I there's a lot of that's what that's what con connects us in 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 this uh, Italian American writing. It's not that we just say we only like Italian American writings. It's just the specificity of our culture and experience it's immediately evident to, to all of us. We all know because we grew up with similar vocabularies and uncles that, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, said, read it a book, so, you know, like you said. <laughs> right. Uh, right. I, 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 one of my, uh, one of my, uh, you know, someone in my family, study the computers, keep studying the computers. That's where the future is, <laughs> study the computers. Uh, my, my grandfather used to say, he used to say, study your homework. And my mother would kill me. But, you know, my, my grandfather was probably fairly illiterate. I mean, he, he could read, but he probably read at a very low level. So right. when he would say, I would, he would, I would kind of whisk through my homework and he would report to my mother because I stayed with him, uh, with my grandmother and grandfather for a long story. But keep it short, I stayed with them for a couple of weeks and, uh, he reported to my mother that I was whisking through my homework and he would always send me study homework. It's like, <laughs> grandpa, I do my homework and then I study. I don't study the homework. Oh um, boy. <laughs> and then you have there the Gabra, the Gabra, Gabagol, that whole, uh, oh, thing. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah. You were saying before about blue collar. Absolutely. I'm the first in my family to graduate high school, much less go, to university, college, or anything, and mm. and it's it's always even now um, my family when they when they do come and see me read, they're always they like to joke. My father likes to say, "Yeah, you got your you, you got your good English skills from me," and right, it's just right, right. funny because because he dropped he dropped out of school in eleventh grade, and he likes to he likes to let people know that whenever. Whenever he's whenever he's been at a reading of mine, yeah, yeah, my son, yeah, my son, you know, yes, he calls me he calls me his spun. My spun speaks well, and it's just he 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 loves speaks it. Good. He loves yeah. yeah 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 he speaks good he speaks good. And I'm also I'm also incidentally I don't know if you heard this one, but I'm very vocabularized. 
apparently. I'm I'm right, right, I'm, right. I'm a most too much I'm big words. In, individual apparently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, what pisses me off is my mother now tells me, she says I always said that you should have been a writer because you know my mother was actually she was grew up on the Lower East Side, so she has that Lower East Side kind of uh, accent. Um, uh, of okay. course, I'm I'm accentless, but. Uh, she, you know, she says, and I say, are you kidding me? It's just this funny thing. It's like a Woody, Al- a scene out of a Woody Allen movie. Like, are you, you told me I should goddamn study business. What are you fucking talking about? Um, oh, man. <laughs> but of course, you know, uh, you know, these, these were our people, the people we came from, the Southern Italians. They came here. They came here poor. They came here uneducated. They fled a place. You know, like what's happening with our border, which you write about, our border situation with Mexico, people fleeing a political um, turmoil. And they came here and they kind of, uh, I I think, you know, we've only just begun to emerge as a, you know, as as part of the mainstream citizenry. You know, we were, you know, so so it's it's uh, it's interesting that. It's funny because you I, you get these things about uh, the Italians and their attitudes towards Black Lives Matter. And yes, there's a lot of that, but there's context and reason, the lack of education, uh, you know, choosing paths. Even the ones that are educated are business majors, you know, became engineers. They, you know, it's largely I'm not saying, of course, some of us eke through. Um, but uh and I love how you engage with that and you, it's so direct, uh, Capicola, Capicola slang. It's funny because I, I trip over these things too. It's like gabagool, gabagool, you know, uh, uh, you, when we were kids, you know, I remember when my brother, he's two years older, went to college and he went to Columbia and now we're sitting with other people and they say, no, it's mozzarella. You know, or something, and you're like, I've been saying this shit all my life. Like, you're from Nebraska. What do you mean? Um, uh huh. Uh-huh. Yep. I, I love to read the books. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Abs- absolutely. I mean, I've, it's so funny because because it's you know you, you mentioned before New York just in general. Because here in Western New York, there's a different kind of Italian Americanness I find than there is than there is downstate by comparison. The Italians up here, when you go, for instance, if you're out if you're out getting grocery shopping, if you say, by and large, if you say gabogool, they look at you as if, to paraphrase uh, Gene Shepherd, as if lobsters are crawling out of your ears. They don't know what that is, right? So, so um, I was. I don't know. My spouse, well, my spouse was out and about. She was, she was shopping, and she said, and she said, I didn't get you gabagool. I got you capicola. And I said, cool. I said, I said, cool. That's that, that's exactly what it is. And she said, and she said that when she was getting it, there was a person from downstate, I guess, who was visiting and was flipping out on this poor worker because because they didn't have gabagool. And, and and the woman who was working behind the you know at the deli counter was saying, "Well, we have capicola. No, I want gabagool." And and, and it went back and it's comical, like, <laughs> like this verbal yeah, this insane right. verbal tennis match for about for about ten minutes before finally they figured out what the hell you know was being answered and asked. So yeah, right. absolutely. 
Well, it's funny because, you know, to some of us, because we were, you know, my grandparents spoke Sicilian, but they wouldn't speak it in front of us. They wouldn't, I shouldn't say that, they spoke it in front of us, but only as a secret language. Um, they spoke, they, they didn't teach it. I had to ask, I had to kind of dig in. Um, the only time they used the words, it's like we were drawn from the, the like food. So my grandmother would say, Abitz, you know, mm. or, you know, she would get, of course she was fluent in, in Sicilian, but she would only really use when it came to the food words, because I guess they were so ingrained in her. Um, and it's funny as you kind of emerge in the world and as you kind of come out of the little enclave of my little borough experience and and you know you go to NYU at a, a dinner party and uh, people are correcting your use of words you've used all your life uh, it's just kind of it's very schizophrenic feeling um, yeah culture splaining is hard it's it really is and, hard and you do a ton of that you know self-checkout uh, the, the, the poem about the sopranos and uh there's a lot of that exploration, although it's not exclusive. In other words, you're writing to everyone, I believe. Um, is, you know, yeah. I, no, oh, no, 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 I, I hope so. I mean, yes, um, that's the thing. Um, to be, you know, a, you speak of uh, the secret language. Me too. Um, my, uh, my, my mom spoke it fluently being an immigrant and uh, you know, she, her family came from Orsonia. Um, and, and I, I, I asked her many times to teach me, but she, but, but she didn't, uh, but she didn't want me to learn because she wanted me to be fluent in English because that was the language of America. And she learned from her experience with assimilation that to be different was bad. Right. To be anything less than Protestant white was bad. And so, mm -hmm. and, and so when I, you know, like yourself, when you were talking about seeing Robert Viscusi, all these wonderful writers talking about what it means to be Italian-American, I didn't know that I could write about my culture. I didn't know that I could write about my upbringing right. and it would be a viable thing and that it would be, you know, you know that I, I, I didn't realize that I had the permission to do that. Right. So because I went to school for my undergraduate years, I went to the University of Iowa. And that's a place where if you're a writer or want to be a writer, that's yeah. hallowed ground, that right. is hallowed ground. So, so I, I went and I learned about writing and I began to learn about it. I began to learn that Italian American writing was a thing, but I didn't feel comfortable doing it until right. much later on in my, in my writing life. And so boombox serenade again, in talking about the people who mean so much to me, well, to me, my friends are family. So to mm -hmm. me, in a way, everyone's Italian because, because, because for me, I like teaching. I like writing because it's about sharing. It's about sharing culture. It's about sharing food. It's about sharing knowledge. It's mm -hmm. not about exclusivity. To mm -hmm. me, to be an Italian American means to be inclusive. So, yeah, so the books, um, so, so the poems in this book, I hope, I mean, that's very kind of you to say, but, and I hope that's true. I hope that's, I hope that's true for anyone who reads this, that even though they, their, you know, their roots, their lineage may not go directly, you know, maybe their roads don't lead directly to Rome, so to speak. But I do hope that that's not a deterrent because differences of lineage should not be a deterrent. 
in my mm-hmm. opinion, not so humbly, we should all celebrate who we are and be proud of it. Right. And I think, and I think especially now we need to, we need to tell each other that. And some people need to take that to heart a little bit more mm-hmm. in my not so humble opinion. And that, and, and so I hope that anyone who reads this knows that, you know, yes, yes. The person who wrote this has family, family who came from Italy, but by God, you're Italian too, because you're reading this. Right. I mean, the universe, uh, you, the universal is found in the particulars. And, um, you know, I think you, you write some from, as I have, some of the source of the writing was from shame. And why did mm. my grandmother, I mean, they felt they didn't speak correctly. They felt, they would say, well, we don't speak, we, see, we speak something different. Like it's a, from Mars, you know, you couldn't understand yeah. it. Even when I went to school. Um, so I, I think that's that that particular feeling that for me tapping into that shame that they felt that they then passed on and that I only understood over time after reading history after reading uh, you know beginning with Viscusi and be and, and the the journey to writers like you who are writing today publishing books. Um, could you read something? I guess you know it'd be great if uh, uh, if you could send us off. Uh, you know, read something if you if you can, if you'd like, uh, that you'd like to share with us and to to get people uh, interested and to go out and uh, get Boombox Serenade, get it this weekend, get it today. Um, it's available everywhere, right? I I, I know it's available mm-hmm. on Amazon. Sure is. Is there any place yeah. you prefer people to get it, by the way? Um, I prefer, yeah, you know, if you go directly to Blazebox uh, Books, if you go, if you, if, if you just Google Blazebox uh, Books and go there, absolutely. Blazebox, okay. Yeah, because, because, and this is, Jeffrey Gatza is an incredible editor. I'm not just saying that because he was kind enough to consider much less published Moonbox Serenade, but because he promotes writers of all ilks and he really wants people to read books and to, and to promote writers. So yeah, go, you know, support, support the indie presses, which is to say support the man. And that's Jeffrey. He does a wonderful job. Blaze Vox so, books in yes. Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, yeah, and akin, yeah. akin to what, um, uh, what Michelle Real is doing with Avunque Siamo and creating uh, a space that, I mean, so many of us have met each other, have, uh, have we support each other, and it's not a bullshit kind of blowing kisses. I mean, I think I've developed real friendships, and it's been a, an amazing thing. So, you know, God bless the, the small press. John, I couldn't agree more. And, yeah, Jeffrey, again, wonderful. And, and of course, shout out to Michelle. Shout out to Chad, shout out to Stephanie, shout out to you, to the entire yep. uh, staff. If you guys do incredible work, thank you for existing and for doing what you do. I'm lucky to be a part of it, Joey. Right on, man. So the poem I'd like to read is, yeah. well, I think it's appropriate in many ways, not just for the book, but again, for right now and and for for the moment and you know, hopefully this is for, this is for anyone, this is for anyone who suffers from being different in the world, from being, and from being treated as less than human in that respect. Mm. Always love yourself. Love yourself. Mm. Always. This poem is called Encouragement. 
The week before I left home for good, my nonno Giovanni told me to read the books and eat. <laughs> I am a bumbling superhero, discovering new powers each day, new ways to make mistakes. I am a cannoli gangster, armed with plastic forks, spoons, pens, pencils, and dry erase markers. I can do anything I put my mind to. When I took the field in my first organized football game, my father shouted, remember, blood, blood, blood makes the grass grow. <laughs> I am a mouthpiece still taking shape in a saucepan filled with boiling water. I am a pair of diamond stud earrings, luminous, plentiful, in a scuffed display case. I can do anything I put my mind to. You should write screenplays, my mother told me. People like movies, and you like movie stars. Write for them. My father chimed in. You must study, unlike me. You should become a medical doctor. Play God and get well paid for it. Or a lawyer. Corporate law, good. Public defender, not so much. Or a sportscaster, the louder the better. Or an opera singer, same deal like Enrico Caruso or Luciano Pavarotti. Sing Italian, speak American, get a good job, get a good wife, treat her right, make kids, make money, buy a house, buy a car, buy, buy bicycles, like I did. You're my son. I gave you your life. I gave you my name. It's up to you. I am a new structure, the Joey Nicoletti Bridge, under construction, above the Niagara River of my chosen family's history. I am a pair of rolled-up dress shirt sleeves, stained with ink, sriracha, and green tea at the end of every workday. I believe in music, especially when Pete Townshend creates a hook. I, too, was born with a plastic spoon in my mouth. For the sake of clarity, for the love of Pete, for the piquancy of sriracha, believe mm. that's a great poem joey that's a great Thank poem you. i really you. love that and um i i can think of no other way uh the hopefulness that this expresses uh to uh to put a cap and a bow on uh on our conversation i mean i read this and i just you know i see my family i hear my mother i mean i told you uh become a you know become why are you studying this <laughs> <laughs> read the books um but it, it i just want to say it it, it was uh it, it was great pleasure uh, reading boombox and uh, uh I've, i'm so grateful that when i did get to meet you in person it, it was inspiring it really was to see you read and the, the joy you bring when you you bring forth uh sometimes difficult writing um dealing with sadness and uh hard issues so i, I really appreciate that so thank you very much for, for being a part of this. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more things coming. And um, uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing when, uh, you know, if we don't get hit by a nuclear bomb next month, uh, we'll oh, be boy. seeing each other. And uh, <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> being cynical a little bit. Um, I'm sure we'll be seeing each other very soon. Right on, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. This was, it's always, it was, um, great to meet you too and it's and it's great as always to 
talk with you. It's, uh, it's um, all about connecting. And I think that, and I think that we, you know, I think of all people, my Angelou said it well, we are all more alike than we are unalike. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for taking time to talk with me. This was so much fun. I Good appreciate much. it. Thank you, Joey. Have a great one. We'll talk soon, sir. Take care. Okay. Salud. Salud. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Ciao.